Yeah, Vesley, if you're listening. Fuck you, man. Fuck you. <laughs> oh, come on. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Six Balls from Basket podcast. We're here again. It's our return. And we're going to be doing a redraft today. We're doing the 2011 draft. Bill Simmons on his podcast did from 1998 to 2010 so we figured we'd just pick up where he left off and do the 2011 draft and the 2011 draft for those who don't remember was a weird fucking draft about a lot of interesting stories a few of which i wrote down here it had the last of the haynes bros in it the thompson brothers jimmer for josh selby jan vesely the morris twins who went back to back there were a lot of like huge flops and players that no one expected to succeed doing great things and in this draft we we already determined our order of how we're going to redraft it it's going to go me then Bertolini then Matt and I think a lot of the times in real life they pick like the right person first but I don't think that was the case and I think with the first pick in the 2011 draft you got to go Kawhi Leonard am I are you guys with me am I am I off yeah I also had him yeah I think this is just an easy choice here yeah he's just the best player yeah, he's fourth in average points in this class, second in win shares, first in VORP. I don't really know what VORP is, but I know it's like the big nerd stat. He was the first player to ever have his number retired by San Diego State. And do you guys want to guess when his first, like when he got his first triple-double in the NBA? Is it like earlier? In his, in his, in his rookie season? Nope, it was January of 2020. Wow. Actually, it doesn't surprise me because I feel like his... uh. His playmaking came at a later time. Yeah. I just figured he would have got there with blocks or steals or something. Maybe. Yeah. He's not a big assist guy. 2.9 average for his career. So that makes yeah. sense. And this pick was obviously the Cavaliers. It could have been the Clippers, but they made a horrible trade for Mo Williams that did not work out. And in real life, Kyrie Irving went there, and that brought LeBron – but do you guys think Kawhi Leonard would have brought LeBron? Would that have brought that same kind of like luster? Would they have traded him away and kept Andrew Wiggins? But I don't know if Kawhi would have developed the same in Cleveland, just surrounded by a bunch of shitty players having to take over right away. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I feel like his career path would be uh, slightly different. I'm not really sure how, but... But I mean, if he developed the same as he did in San Antonio, him and LeBron and Kevin Love... And Cleveland would be insane. Yeah, it'd be unstoppable, really. It maybe would have gotten someone else than Kevin Love, right? Because yeah, Kevin probably. Love was the third person to join. It probably would have been a point guard. Yeah. Yeah, and a shooter at that. Because neither of those guys really had a great three-point shot, at least in Kawhi's early years. Darren ago. Williams or Steve Nash or Chris Paul. I don't know. Maybe Chris uh, Paul. That was, what, 2014 LeBron came back? I think so. Yeah, I also believe so. Let's see. Yeah, who who knows who they would have picked up, but they they would have been a dynasty for sure. They would have won more than one championship. Yeah, definitely. But now we got the second pick, Bertolini. This is the Minnesota Timberwolves. In real life, they got Derek Williams, which at the time really wasn't a bad pick. I was looking at Derek Williams' numbers. He averaged nineteen and eight in college. Yeah, he was he was really good, but this one. For me, I had a hard time picking between Jimmy Butler and Kyrie, and I ended up going with Jimmy Butler. Even though Kyrie has a, a ring, I feel like at this point we know that Kyrie can't do it by himself, and J- 
Jimmy Butler took that Heat team to the finals. I think you're forgetting one big name, Bertolini. Yeah, I'm actually like shocked you want Jimmy Butler here, and I think I also think you missed one. Who's that? Clay Thompson. Yeah, well, put Clay Thompson on any other team than the Warriors. You don't know how that's going to work out. I almost picked Clay Thompson first. Really? Yeah, like I was really considering it. That's why it was so hard for me. Don't get me wrong, he's probably one of the best shooters of all time. But I think his production at this point in his career is the way it is. A lot of a lot of because of the Golden State system that he, you know, played in. And also playing besides Steph Curry. Also interesting angle, if you if you drafted Clay Thompson, then he'd be teamed up with Kevin Love, who he was actually childhood friends with, and their dads were teammates on the Lakers. So wow. that'd be a whole new thing. They played like Little League Baseball and stuff together. Found that in my research. Also, Clay Thompson's brother got drafted in this draft. Really? Michael Thompson? Yeah. Isn't he a baseball player? No. I think that might be another one. Another brother? Probably. I mean, let's see. what. Where is he at? Yeah, Michael Thompson out of Pepperdine University. And also, he went to Stone Ridge Prep for his senior year before he went to Pepperdine. And that's the school that Enos Cantor or Vucevic was drafted out of. No, it was Enos Cantor, yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. So they could have went to school together. And then Enos Cantor went third. And Michael Thompson did not get drafted. He was just, he signed with the team. But while we're talking about the third pick, I guess Bertolini went Jimmy Butler. That shocks the shit out of me, honestly. I had Jimmy yeah. Butler fourth on my big board, but... Jimmy Butler to Minnesota before he got traded there. Yeah. This bully, I don't know. Kevin Love. Ricky Rubio instead of Carl Anthony Towns. Kevin Love has, has known struggles with his mental health. Would Jimmy Butler be good for it? <laughs> Absolutely not. It's a terrible it's a terrible fit. But you know, I gotta respect it. Jimmy Butler, great talent. I I'm, I'm just saying if you slide in Clay Thompson to that Minnesota team at that point in time, how much better do they actually get? Still better, but you know, Clay yeah. Thompson's not your number one. And they need a number one, or at least that team did. I don't know. I think, I don't, to me, Clay Thompson could be a number one, but it's not my pick. You picked Jimmy Butler, and I I think he he would work out if he was like the star of the team. Yeah, him and Caleb. All right, third pick. I don't want to send Kyrie number four to Cleveland, so I'm going to take Kyrie with the third pick right here to Utah. I feel like Kyrie and Clay, it's a toss up. They're both great. Um, and what was Utah like back then? Was that when they had, like, Al Jefferson? They just carried away Darren Williams. That's why they have this pick. I'm looking at the roster right now. They had Derek Favors, Gordon Hayward, Al Jefferson, Josh Howard, Paul Millsap. I mean, really, Kyrie would be good for this team. It'd be perfect. They just got rid of Deron Williams. And, yeah, I think that'd be a great fit. Yeah, they had some really shitty guards. Blake Ahern, Devin Harris, Jamal Tinsley, Earl Watson, Raja Bell, and Alec Burks. That's fucking atrocious. Well, I think I'm going to go Kyrie here. You know, he won a championship. Clay did win, what, three? But I'm I'm not going to take Clay here. I think what Bernalini said about the fit in Golden State, I'm not sure Clay would have been the same player on a Utah Jazz team. I don't know. Did Utah Jazz the uh, the Utah Jazz have made a lot of people better than they were? Rudy Gobert, they brought out his strengths. They brought out Donovan Mitchell's strengths. They've made Gordon Hayward look great at times, and a lot of players looked really good in Utah and then looked 
not that great anywhere else. So I think Utah might be a solid place to grow and develop. I guess we'll never know. Yeah, but I mean, then I mean, I I'd Clay second on my big board, and that takes three and four off. So Clay Thompson's teaming up with Kawhi Leonard in Cleveland. Yeah, imagine if that had really happened. That would be fucking insane. They wouldn't even need LeBron at that point. I don't know about yeah. that. They could just teach. They could just teach each other. Like Clay <laughs> could teach Kawhi a shot, and Kawhi could teach Clay great defense. They could just lock down anybody. Yeah, imagine if the Cavs got this pick right. They would be absolutely insane. There's yeah, so really. Players on this board, and they yeah. went with Tristan Thompson, who's not a bad player, but like a cheater. Yeah, can't respect that. But with the fifth pick, Bertolini, who are you going to take? I feel like this one's kind of obvious now. Yeah, I had the Raptors taking Kemba Walker. Yeah. Yeah, I just think he's slightly better than uh, all the other people on this list. So I mean, I think Vucevic kind of gives him a run for his money because Vucevic is also really good. He's a two-time All-Star, but just Kemba. Yeah, and especially like at this time, like coming off of how hot he was at Connecticut, yeah, average twenty three his junior season rather, and he won all the awards. And- yeah, and and Vucevic was more of a late bloomer, and on a Toronto team that you know wasn't necessarily like tanking or rebuilding or anything, they still had some nice players. They had Andrea Bregnani. Yeah, put up he put up like twenty a game for them the previous season. That'd be a dynamic duo. And DeRozan just came yeah. a few years ago. Yeah, it would never. I guess they would never sign Lowry then. So yeah, that might that might have just fucked him over. But I think that's the right pick. Yeah, me too. And I think it'd be like a kind of iron sharpens iron thing with young Kemba and young Demar Derozan. I think they'd make, they'd complement each other. And then Bargnani, as long as he'd be able to stay healthy, they could be a solid like not big they, three, they but a, you know, medium sized three. Yeah, they could make the they could make the playoffs. I think. Yeah. Parolo, you want to go for the sixth pick? Yeah, sixth pick, Wizards taking Nick Vucevic, two-time All-Star. You know, the Wizards need a center. They were starting JaVale McGee at the time, I believe. So, you know, Vucevic goes, teams up with John Wall. They would make a pretty nice duo. Agreed. Yeah, I'm with you. I mean, that they'd be he's good as shit. Vucevic has put up great stats his whole career. I mean, I wish he could have stayed with the Sixers and done that, but no, we got Andrew Bynum. Yeah, we had to trade him away for Andrew Bynum. He's had, <laughs> ever since his first his first year with the Sixers, he put up five and a half points a game. But every year since then, he has averaged at least thirteen points, and it goes up. It went up every year for the first five years of his career. Yeah, no, he's just a solid player. He, he's a He's a great center for today's game. Yeah, I'm with you, like, completely. Yeah. They also needed something to fill the void after uh, Andre Blatch fell off the face of the earth. Yeah. He put, up, he put up, like, 16 or 17 a game for them the previous season. And also – At the four spot. I'm glad it's Vucevic going here and not Kemba because I don't think going to the Wizards would have been good for Kemba. Not at all. Yeah, I mean, they – yeah, I mean the John Wall was a rookie, so it was, just, it's just not even. It wouldn't even. It wouldn't even happen. So yeah, but with the seventh pick, I think it's a pretty easy pick. I'm going Tobias Harris. I hate to watch him play, especially when he's like being mediocre for the Sixers. But he's put up great numbers over his career. He's never been an All Star, but he's pretty fucking good. Um, I didn't even realize he was on the Bucks for the first two years of his career. I don't even remember that. Yeah. I just remember him being on the Magic, 
and him blossoming. His first, he had five points a game those first two years on the Bucks, and then his third year dropped 17 points a game, and then he's even reached as high as 20 and had at least 18 in the last three, and last six, actually. So, I mean, he's just a solid scorer. He can't do it when you need it. He'll get some rebounds for you. He averages 6.1 over his career. He can shoot the three at a decent clip. He's just a pretty good player. He's like a good fourth man to have on your team. Yeah, he's just kind of like constantly improved over his career and just, you know, bounced from like team to team, never really getting like the big payday that he wanted. And then I guess in the end it all works out because now he's on a, you know, a competing team like the Sixers and gets a max for some reason. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not an NBA executive, but... I don't think Tobias Harris was ever worthy of a max contract. No, he's just the definition of a really good player who will never be like an elite, like top 30 player. And do you want to hear how low of value that the Bucks like treated him as? He was traded along with Deron Lamb and Baino Udrick in exchange for an old JJ Redick, Gustavo Aon, and Ish Smith. And I'm, I believe Baino Udrick was the like biggest piece in that trade. Baino Udrick was nice back then. Yeah, like he was just a side piece with Baino Udrick to get JJ Redick for the Bucks, and JJ Redick did nothing for the Bucks. He left after that year. Yeah, he's really someone who just had to make a name for himself. Yeah, yeah. So Tobias Harris teams up with Boogie Cousins and uh, Tyreek Evans in Sacramento. Yeah. Wow, that would have been horrible. And uh, try to try to guess who their leading scorer was on that team previous uh, season. Was it John Sammons? No. <laughs> it was Marcus Thornton. Ooh. Put up 23 a game. <laughs> wow. But the real seventh pick, Bismack Biombo, which we can talk about as a historically awful pick. And we missed another historically awful pick in Jan Vesely. Oh, like yeah, back to back. And we also, I feel like, should talk about how crazy it was that six of the first seven people drafted were big men. Like, in this yeah, league, and there's only like, there's only like two or three. I want to say, actually, no, I want to say four quality big men in this draft. Yeah. Maybe five. Yeah, you never see that anymore. Like, the top five, top six, top seven was like majority centers. The game's changed. Yeah, it's wild. Even if you go in and like, if I don't know, like I would go in for research for this, I would go into basketball reference and just look at like the rosters of all these teams in the lottery. And I'm just looking at like the people they're playing at center. They're all at least 6'11 and at least like 240. Like can't shoot. a small, a small center. Yeah. A, a small center back then was like, I would more rare than it is today. Yeah, definitely. But I don't and know. Bismack Biombo. I wouldn't call he, him. Yeah, he was six foot. He had some good years in like Toronto and Charlotte. Like serviceable. He wasn't like a horrible player. Yeah. Like at, at that spot in the draft, you're not really drafting a a rotational big, you know. Yeah, he was just a bust. He was a disappointment. But also, he was traded to Charlotte, so it would have been even worse than that. Yeah, he stuck yeah. around for a while. He would have teamed up with whoever they picked up at ninth. He like wouldn't he's even... still not that old. I feel like none of these players are that old. They're all like 31, 32. Yeah. Also, um, little fun fact here, Bismack Biombo's nickname, according to Basketball Reference, is the Black Panther, which I feel like is just a disgusting reference. He should not hold that title. Yeah, I, I don't think I that's that. right either. 
we should petition to uh, get that changed. Get that removed. From if you'd like to support that um, audience, please, you know, don't be shy. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll get the change.org. Yeah, we'll get, the, going we'll get the ball rolling on that. And also, I forgot to mention about Tobias Harris, who we picked seventh before we got on that tangent about how awful the big men drafted was. Do you guys want to guess who his first cousin is? Another NBA player. Is he good? Nope. Ooh, I have no idea. Channing Fry. Oh. I should have said he has a podcast too. I could have gave better hints. That's my fault. But wow, I did not know that. Yep, they're first cousins apparently, according to Wikipedia. Um, let's move on to the eighth pick. I think it's a good time for that. Bertolini, who you got number eight? I got Valanciunas. Just wow. Yeah. I just, I just, I'm a big Valanciunas guy. Ben Wallace is like 34 at this point. Greg Monroe is coming off his rookie season. A little bit disappointing, and maybe they want to give it a different look. Wow, then that throws off their whole draft trajectory. Because then do they get? Yeah, they don't get Drummond then. Yeah, next year, Valanciunas, Greg Monroe. That sounds like a terrible backcourt to me, <laughs> or frontcourt. But you know, yeah, I'm with you. I don't know. I had Isaiah Thomas mocked there, and that might seem insane. And I'll get into my Isaiah Thomas reasons. But I think he would have been a good fit for this team. Yeah, I agree. Pistons. Just that era of like early 2010s Pistons, they were just atrocious. Yeah, they were horrible. Charlie V, Rodney Stuckey. Corey McGetty. Will Bynum, Ben Gordon. Just these fucking rejects at this point. Tayshawn, still holding on by a thread. Yeah, just, just not a fun basketball team to watch. I, I was going to go Isaiah Thomas, but... I just thought the defense would factor into their decision-making. Yeah, they are the Pistons. And also, Valanciunas, coming off of a 17-12 and 12 season, and he had the 12th best player efficiency rating in the league. Wow. Yeah, I, Valanciunas was one of those guys who, like, I put... So my original, I guess I'll, I should wait till we get there, but I'm not going to, I guess. Um, my original thing had... Fucking Kenneth Fareed and Chandler Parsons, 11 and 12. Just had to keep edging them down because I just was looking at this. Like, I hadn't looked at the stats. I was just doing it off. Like, I looked at the draft. And then, like, it's one of those players who just fucking crept up. He just, like, I had finished my list. And then I was like, oh, fuck, Valanchunas. And then I have him slotted at 10. But he has good fucking stats. Yeah, he's just so solid. Yeah. And, like, you know, if we're talking about longevity, I'm taking... Valanciunas over Fareed and Parsons even though they at their peaks they maybe were better than Valanciunas but oh no yeah like I'm agreeing with you like at first I didn't think Valanciunas was like better than them but then I looked at Chandler Parsons stats and they're shitty they are not good at all and then I looked at Fareed's and I was like fuck Valanciunas is way better he's actually like really good and he's been really consistent over his whole career who do you got a nine Perlo so I actually had Isaiah Thomas mock seventh just because of that stretch he had with the Celtics. He was just like one of the best players in the league. So I, I'm going to take him here at nine, going to Charlotte instead of Kemba. I feel like that's a fair trade-off. Isaiah Thomas for Kemba Walker here. It's just solid overall. Obviously, he's out of the league now. But, I mean, 18 points a game on average, five assists. He was just – he was really good for a stretch of time in Phoenix – Sacramento and Boston, and then his fucking hip just like ruined his career. But I mean, that one season in Boston, 29 points a game, six assists per game on good efficiency. 
I mean, I think he was top five MVP voting that year. And the Celtics were one series away from going to the final. So I think it's a solid pick here. He was ridiculous. I just like the thing with Isaiah Thomas for me is like, yeah, he did have that one season. and But if you look at like his body of work for his career as a whole, I just don't really think he's that good. I don't know. I feel like if you take out everything after Boston and you just count from his first season to like 2017, 2018, I think that's a different story. I think just his injuries just like derailed his career. But obviously he's, he's shit at defense. I mean, he's five yeah. nine. But but we have to factor those things in. Yeah, the injuries and the post, you know, and it, it, like his regression as a player in general. Yeah, but at the very minimum, you're gonna get five great years out of Isaiah Thomas. Yeah, so, and I, I agree. He he should go to the to Charlotte here because behind DJ Augustine, they really have nothing at point guard. Yeah, and nothing going on in general. I mean, no. they're still the Bobcats at this point in time. Yeah, they'll take anyone they can get. And Gerald I Wallace is their best player. Yeah, it's fucking, fucking Gerald Henderson was running the, the two-guard back then. It was a mess. So, I mean, they'll take anything to sell tickets. Isaiah Thomas is a fun player to watch, so I think he goes nine here. So did you? where did you have Tobias Harris marked? I had him at 10. I had him behind Isaiah Thomas. Wow. Yeah. Oh, no, sorry. I had him at eight. I had him at eight, and then I had Valanciunas at nine. But I did have those three in, like, the same – group here interesting so now i got the 10th pick here's where it gets difficult the milwaukee pick i think this pick's really easy i had a marked at nine jimmer for that okay i'm just kidding uh i'm going bogdanovich yeah they really picked jimmer uh i'm going bogdanovich i mean bogdanovich is a fucking dog like through and through he's just good as shit I don't want to like him. I He's on the jazz. He's boring. He's not exciting to watch. But he's just a dog. He plays great basketball. He's had six years of over 10 points. In his first year, he had nine points. He does good in the playoffs. He fucking shoots lights out 39%. He shot 42% the one year in Indiana. He's just good. Like, I don't really know what else to say about him. He's just super good. Yeah. I uh, I honestly like the pick, too. I didn't have that. I had Chandler Parsons mocked. Um, you know, in retrospect, probably not the better pick over Bogdanovich because, you know, Bogdanovich, he still has a lot left in the tank. Uh, he's still going along, and he can fill it up. Yeah, Didn't he really? just have 20 this past season? Yeah. yeah he, he's a lights-out shooter. Yeah. Um. I think that's atrocious. You had Chandler Parsons going top ten here. Yeah, I mean, I yeah, I just I. I made the same. I made the same fuck up, Bertolini. I I didn't really do that much individual research on Parsons. I just you know I thought about how good he was. No, Not but like once you look at the stats, you go like fuck. Like he really wasn't that good. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think Chandler Parsons is going to get drafted, so we can just. He's not he had, on my list, I'll say that. He had four years where he averaged over ten points. That's it. Yeah, I think I over uh I think I overrated that. One year in Houston where he had sixteen points a game and shot thirty seven percent and was just like good. But besides like those couple years. 
he just wasn't like he wasn't really that good. But yeah, that was an easy pick for me going to Milwaukee, setting the foundation for Giannis, and I don't know who else. Uh, yeah, but I think Brandon Jennings was their uh, shining light. He did put up 55 one game. Yeah, he averaged 16 a game over the season, so. Yeah, it could be worse. Yeah. Uh, Bernalini, who you got going 11 to Golden State? Uh, 11, I have Golden State selecting Enos Cantor. Wow. Um, Ekpe Udo was the starting center. Or actually, no, uh, Andres Biedrins was the starting center for that team. And I think uh, you could easily slide in uh, Enos Cantor at starting center over Biedrins. I wanted to go like a guard or a forward, but, you know, Monte Ellis and Curry were just taking all the shots. So, you know, I thought Enos Cantor would be a good like pick and roll partner for them, grab offensive rebounds, kick outs into more threes for them. So I think he, you know, slides into this team pretty well. Him and him and David Lee banging down low. They also had Kwame a lot Brown of on that team. Yeah, and Kwame Brown. It was a very interesting team, like when you look at it in retrospect. They had Kwame Brown, Steph Curry, Monte Ellis, Richard Jefferson, David Lee, Nate Robinson, Ish Smith, Clay Thompson, Ekpe Udo. Didn't they have Carl Landry for a couple years, too? I believe they did. I don't know if they had him this year. I'm not seeing him on basketball reference but as we saw last episode or maybe that was the first episode basketball reference doesn't always list everything correctly but um yeah i think Cantor would be a good pick and roll partner i think him and david lee are just like two like huge unathletic just big bodies so i think the space yeah, I, I, I just i think you have a good like one two punch of just Enos and David Lee just banging down low, and then you just have Monte Ellis just like chucking horrible step back mid ranges, and then Curry finding his you know finding his spots, it's still crazy. figuring himself out. It's crazy they got Clay all the way down here at eleven, a player that literally like cha- helped change the course of their franchise because they were twenty three and forty three in two thousand eleven, like the year after this. Yeah. And then him and Curry, then they traded Monte and gave the keys to Curry. And Best decision they ever made. Oh, absolutely. All right, Matt, who you got? All right, so for this one, I was really torn between the Morris twin. And I really don't know, like, Markeith Morris had the better start to his career, but obviously Marcus Morris is the better player now. So I really did not know who to take here. Wait, I think I, I, think I can sway you, Matt. Yeah, let's hear it. On Wikipedia, it lists that Markeith Morris – Although being from Philadelphia is a Cowboys fan, and Marcus Morris likes the Eagles. All right, so with the um, <laughs> the twelfth pick here, I'm gonna go with uh, Marcus Morris. Um, there we go. He uh, he has more longevity, I guess. I mean, Marquise Morris doesn't even play now, so and Marcus Morris is just like he lit it up for the Clippers and in, in the playoffs this year. Marquise so, Morris is a champion, yeah. though. He is a champion. He didn't do much to contribute to that team but he is a champion um yeah i just think marcus morris had a pretty slow start to his career didn't average double digits until like his third season um but yeah after that i mean he's averaging like 14 16 he averaged 20 one season so i think i'm gonna take marcus morris here 
Yeah, I think Marcus Morris at his best is definitely better than Markeith Morris at his best. So, Yeah, he's just a better offensive player. Yeah. I'd agree with you. I think we it's worth noting that in the real draft, they went back-to-back, which is fucking insane. Yeah, Markeith went first. And I believe Markeith is seven minutes older than Marcus. Wow. <laughs> you you for, what? So you did your research. Yeah, this is like the kind of shit I love. I mean... It, it, I love fucking. I watched all those redraft videos like fifteen times. Yeah, I love knowing the backstory. Boring. Besides the fucking yeah, like I like knowing all the extra shit. Yeah, but yeah, uh, we're gonna team up Marcus Morris and uh, Kyrie Irving in Utah. There you go. And uh, he'll have a lot of bigs to learn from. It will, yeah. Learn behind Paul Millsap, I guess. Derek yeah. Favors. Derek Favors, yeah. Al Fortin yeah. or Al Jefferson. <laughs> Not out uh, for Alright, I'm going to move on to the 12th pick, which was the Phoenix Suns. Oh, that was actually the 13th pick. I just did the 12th. Oh, well, fuck. It's the 13th pick then. I've listed 12 twice on my list. <laughs> but, um, I think, I mean, this is a pretty easy pick for me. And I feel like I've said that every time. So, maybe I'll cut a few of those out. Maybe not. Um, but I'm going Nikola Miritich. Whoa. Wow. He had six years of at least 10 points, two over 15. And in the EuroLeague these past two years, he averaged 19 and 15, respectively. Yeah, he's killing it over there. Yeah, and I think, I mean, he can help any team. He'll be a good sixth man or, like, a good starting wing. And there's not really that many guys that are better. I'm... Would think about taking Brandon Knight here. That's the only one I might put over him. But I had him mocked 11th over Marcus Morris. He's a dog. Yeah, I feel like at his peak, he was like a pretty hot commodity in the NBA when like the stretch four was like the, the, you know, the next big thing. And like every team was seeking out like a stretch four. Like I would see like Sixers, uh, What's it called? Like uh, trade scenarios where they're going for like Miritich. Uh, the Bucks ended up getting him. It was at that point in time. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think you got to consider the fact that, well, he didn't play till 14, 15, and he only played what, five seasons? Four he seasons? Six. Six. Okay. So you only get six seasons out of him. Granted, he did score double digits every season. But I don't know, man. I don't know if I take him here. I just think like no one's really better, and it's six seasons. And then if you can convince him not to go back to the Euro League, that's eight <laughs> seasons of double-digit points. Like if he's on the Suns, he's gonna want to go back to the. <laughs> I don't know if he's playing with Steve Nash, Ronnie Price, Michael Red. This is like the team of the players like that could have been so great. Listen to this roster. They could have been so great. Josh Childress, Martian Gortat, Grant Hill, Steve Nash, Michael Red, Sebastian Telfair. Just like, it's like what could have been all on an NBA team. You're 16, Grant Hill. If you throw fucking Miritich in that, learn from Channing Fry, get those Markeith Morris minutes. I love it. I love playing that bas- brand of basketball. All right, we'll go with the 14th pick. Bertolini, who you got? 
The Houston Rockets. The Rockets are getting Alec Burks here. Uh, wow. I'm just a big, you know, I'm a fan of Alec Burks. You know, another guy who can, you know, just fill it up. If you're not really paying attention, he won't seem like anything to you, but I'm a big fan, and I would have loved to see him on this Rockets team that was very early to the, uh, you know, advanced analytics game. Guy can shoot, get you a bucket. Um, and at 14, what else do you really want? I didn't even have Alex Burks on my thing. Neither did I. Alec? Not Alex? Yeah. Um, <laughs> would you say right. a little biased because he was great on the Sixers last year? Well, you know, it's not even like he took that big of a jump from the Sixers from, from the Jazz. I think he was always pretty solid. I think he just had injury problems early on. Yeah. Alec Burks is good. He not is as good. good as Brandon Knight. Not as good as Reggie Jackson. Uh, you're wrong. I'd take Reggie Jackson. Reggie Jackson only started in the NBA because he was on the Pistons. And the Pistons refused to get a new point guard. Now he starts, though. Over Pep Everly. What an achievement. And also, he started in OKC. He didn't really have a shot. He was playing behind Westbrook. Yeah, who we Uh, did confirm last episode would beat anyone's ass so no we didn't we can confirm john wall would <laughs> john wall won the bracket oh yeah well westbrook was a close second so you know, reggie jackson was not getting those minutes close second yeah close second but speaking of reggie jackson i'm just gonna move into the last pick here um with my final pick you know this is a tough one but there's some great players on the board still tristan thompson still on the board NBA champion. Uh, Team fucking Tristan Thompson. Marky Morris is still here. Reggie Jackson. I think I'm going to take... I'm going to go with the Mon Shumper here. You're a fucking asshole. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to cut the podcast off right here. <laughs> no. Yeah, I mean, a Mon Shumper, just lockdown defender. Wasn't really a scorer. Had some great years with the Knicks early on. Um, just an energy guy that you want off your bench. You know, I think in Indiana, he would play well alongside uh, Paul George. Yeah, for a, for a team like that, that was, you know, getting ready to be something, I do think that's a pretty good pick. Yeah. I, I personally mocked uh, – I had Reggie Jackson slash Iman Shumpert slash Brandon Knight because, you know, like I don't think this pick is, you know, make or break. But yeah. I do think any of those guys would have been a nice addition to that team. Yeah, it was a toss-up for me between Reggie Jackson and and Iman Shumpert. But I, just, I feel like you got to put some more respect on Brandon Knight's name. Brandon Knight is just – I don't know. I just can't take him seriously with all the shit that happened. Yeah, <laughs> he's just on the receiving end of, like, so many great plays that, like, it's so easy to just, like, say, oh, he sucks without, you know, like, taking a really close look at his game. Brandon Knight has had eight years where he averaged over 11 points. On bad teams. With pretty bad efficiency, too. He's never shot over 42% from the field in a season. Yeah, he has. No, he has not. In 2014-15, he shot 43%. That was only part of the season, though. And then he got traded, and he shot 36%. Wow. In 11 games. (laughs) I'm pretty sure that brings that the still skews the number. I'm pretty sure it brings it below 42. Wow. percent so, You know, just shitty, 
shitty efficiency out of Brandon Knight here. Never been on a good team. And, yeah, you, you just got bitched his whole career. He's so. been embarrassed. Yeah. On the national scale multiple times. <laughs> I kind of feel sorry for him, but at the same time I don't because he's gotten contracts that he should have, he should have never been offered in his you know, playing career. Yeah. And he's only 29. Yeah, he is still he's still pretty young. Yeah, and I, I I'm I highly doubt he'll play meaningful minutes on an NBA team ever again. Yeah, never say never. Uh, this was like the 15th pick. I think was the hardest one, honestly. Yeah, there are a lot of good players you can slot in there. Yeah, I, I feel like it's the hardest because like it's the last one. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I if we did more of this, I would have liked to see Lavoy Allen. Yeah, I mean, obviously we'd like to see like Temple products like Lavoy Allen, but I would like to see where Jimmer went, where Jan Vesely went, where Kenneth Fareed went, Donatus Montiunis. Is there were a lot of like solid role players in this draft? That's the one thing about it. Like for all the stars, there is the Enos Cantors, the Tristan Thompsons, the Biombos, the Brandon Knights, even Alec Burks, the Morris twins, Shumpert, Montiunis, Fareed, Miritich. Reggie Jackson. Fucking Marshawn Brooks even has been decent at times. Norris Cole, too. Yeah, Norris Cole. Yeah, Marshawn Brooks averaged 20 points a game one year. Yeah, this is a Through pretty seven games, but It really was. Yeah. And also, at the top of the show, I mentioned we have Josh Selby in this draft. That might be a name you don't recognize. But he was like the... He was the number five prospect in the country in high school. I watched one of those dumb videos about him where it's like, this prospect could have been so much, but he didn't. Or like, guess what this prospect did to get him not drafted. And then it's like a person with their hands over their mouth, like being so shocked, you know? Um, But yeah, he was like the number five prospect. And then he went to Kansas and he was just shitty. And then he apparently received money. So he got kicked out of Kansas. And then he in 2011, he announced via twitter that he would enter the nba draft (laughs) in the early days of twitter and then in the 2012 summer league he earned co-mvp honors with damian lillard then never became anything it's a shame shame never worked out for him yeah well josh selby yeah like we talked about a little bit ago we had clay thompson's brother also min dog i remember (laughs) min dog who's Minskis, he is a dog. Little Justin Holiday, the last of the Hainsboroughs. Ben Hainsborough, a lot of brothers in this draft. Zoran Dragic went this draft. Um, Dwight Bikes got drafted. Well, yeah, they were undrafted. They were signed this year. They entered the draft, but we're not drafted. Uh, Dwight Bikes has one of the sickest highlights on YouTube. I would go check it out. It's like a Dwight Bikes crossover or whatever, and you'll find it. Yeah, you got each one more at the 55th pick here. Yeah. Right below him, how could we forget Chuck Wood, Wooded, Chuck Woodbury, Berry? They said his nickname is Choo Choo. Chuck Woodbury, <laughs> Chuck Wood, Chuck Woodbury, Woodalbum. Also, right below that, we had the first Qatari national player to be drafted in the NBA draft, Tangai Ngombo. He never played a game, oh, but congratulations! Yeah. Shout out to him. And then also, just like a lot of bullshit, too. Kyle Singler, Shelvin Mack, Salih, who I've said about eight times, just because he was so horrible. Kyle Singler, Duke, Duke product. Yeah, just stud. John Vesely was a seven-foot center who who had a career average of 3.5 rebounds a game. (laughs) That's a shame. The number six pick. Yeah, not not sure what the Wizards were doing there. 
for Brandon's Wizards. The Wizards were horrible. Like the Wizards, well, yeah, lots of bad picks. They were still like entrenched in hell, like yeah. post Gilbert Arenas hell. Yeah, Jan Vesely also in his picture looks like Shaggy from Scooby Doo. Like actual Shaggy or like Matthew Lillard? Uh, like, uh, you go take a look at it. No, I know, but I just mean like the real life Shaggy, like in the movie. Um, he does look like Matthew Lillard. Probably. <laughs> I would say he looks more like the animated version of Shaggy. Ooh, you want to hear something that really hurts? His Wikipedia says, due to his speed and court movement, Vesely has been compared to European NBA stars Dirk Nowitzki and Andre Karolinko. He also considered himself to be the second coming of Blake Griffin. <laughs> oh, my God. Second coming of Blake Griffin. Oh, also, yeah, when I was doing this Jan research Vesely. for this draft, we yeah. breezed right Jan over Vesely, Corey Joseph. And I Fuck talked to you, man. Bertolini about this yesterday, <laughs> oh, Matt. But, um, so when I was doing some research on Corey Joseph, right, I saw that he is the captain for the Canadian national team. And yeah. I thought to myself, Corey Joseph, the captain? Because we've seen Corey Joseph play basketball. It's like shit. And then I looked at the roster, and I noticed something that I think we need to we, I guess we just had our first official call-out, but we can make our second official call-out. The coach of the national team of Canada is Nick Nurse. You know where Nick Nurse is from, Matt? Uh, Secaucus, New Jersey. Iowa. Even <laughs> more guess. American. He's from the fucking heartland of Iowa. Ooh. There are few times where Canada's the enemy. This is one of the times. You gotta fucking... I don't care if you have to like go below your pay grade. You go fucking help us win. You go help Popovich. You don't fucking help the Canadians. You don't need Nick Nurse. It's just the principle of it. Like, I don't give a fuck if he coaches the Raptors. He could coach the fucking Mounties or the Alouettes or whatever horseshit fucking Canadian team. If he's American, he should not be allowed to coach the fucking Canadian national team. Yeah, FIBA. What gives? Also, Anthony Bennett's on the Canadian national team. Ooh. I think he is Canadian, though. Oh, he is, yeah. He's uh, he's just shitty. I just wanted to mention that he was on the team. I would love to see Anthony Bennett drop twenty on Team USA in the Olympics. On our shitty ass US team. Do we want to talk about that at all? He's gonna start. We can save. I, I think we can save the uh, Olympic basketball for another episode. Close Is there anything time. else we can talk about before we go? <laughs> anything else you want to say? And we hope you enjoyed listening to the first episode and now the second episode of the Six Balls One Basket podcast. We're very excited to be here for you. Draft season's coming up. Yeah, draft season's coming up. We'll have a mock draft out. Next week, we'll probably have a Space Jam 2 review. Something else fun. We have a lot of fun ideas in the works. Does anyone want to say anything else before we leave? No. Nope. All right, well, thanks. Fuck the listeners. All right, well, thanks, everybody, for listening. You have a great rest of your day. Be safe and stay healthy. This has been the Six Balls on Basket Podcast. Pussy. We would like to dedicate this episode of the podcast to Tyler Honeycutt and the Honeycutt family. Tyler Honeycutt, gone too soon. 
we miss you.